hello uh welcome back to capes and japes we hope you're having a lovely day or evening wherever you are um last week uh we did an election day special where we talked about steve rogers uh captain america um and yesterday was veterans day so it's actually a very good time to continue with this theme um, because today we're going to be talking about, uh, another related character who many of you may know, uh, and that's Bucky Barnes. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> End of podcast. <laughs> Our shortest episode yet. Uh, I mean, to be fair, my first bullet point in my notes is, welcome to the Bucky Barnes Appreciation Hour. <laughs> so appreciation only we we in this it's the uh bucky barnes appreciation hour uh so if you listen to our steve rogers episode last week the beginning of this will be really familiar to you uh <laughs> but if you didn't don't worry <laughs> <laughs> we got you <laughs> we got you i'll say it all again it's fine uh, so, James Buchanan Barnes was created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby in 1941 as a teen sidekick to Steve Rogers in Captain America Number 1, which he was actually named after uh, one of Joe Simon's childhood friends, Bucky Pearson. Aw. Right? It's cute. That is um, cute. So, Bucky, the character, not Joe Simon's friend, was born in Indiana and orphaned when his father was killed in a training exercise at Camp Lehigh in Virginia before the U.S. entered World War II. <laughs> and then he was kind of adopted by the camp as their mascot, because that's definitely how this works when a child is orphaned. Yes, 100%. Uh, and even though he's, like, 15 years old, he, like, learns the ins and outs of the military, how it works, and he even starts wearing a uniform, even though he can't join the army because he is 15 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Uh, and, like, it's here that he starts being called Bucky, um, uh, at Camp Lehigh, and... It's also here where he makes friends with Steve Rogers, who has just recently undergone the super soldier serum transformation and is living a double life as <laughs> Captain America. And originally he learned Steve's secret after walking in on him changing into the Captain America uniform, and Steve decides <laughs> that the best way to keep his secret safe is to endanger the life of a teen and bring him into the world of crime fighting and also to fight Nazis in World War II. Uh, you, you gotta. <laughs> I mean, you gotta. But, like, of course, since it's comics, uh, he has both, like, the 1940s story and the retcon slash retroactive continuity story. So, like, everything in there is a bit wonky. Uh, there's bits where Bucky bent, uh, begs Steve to let him be a sidekick, and he has to go through extensive training first, and maybe they fight a guy before Steve truly lets Bucky with him. But, like, mm -hmm. in the original, there's four panels. The first one, Bucky opens a tent flap, and by the third panel is, like, 
Steve's just like, well, I guess this means we're partners now. And there's a lot of <laughs> goshes and gee whizzes and... Happy <laughs> <laughs> uh, darn. Yeah, just like, oh, gosh, Steve, I never, I never, you're Captain America, gee whiz. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. Uh, but <laughs> speaking of his origin story, there's a uh, six-issue series um, in 2011. Um, it's part of the Captain America and series. Uh, this one's Captain America and Bucky, and it rehashes Bucky's origin story from his point of view. And it goes into, like, a bunch of fights that he got into after his mom died, and then how he became an orphan, and what happened to his sister Becca when Bucky got sent to Camp Leahy, Lahai, whatever, um, and how he was, like, actually chosen and trained by the military, and... Mm-hmm. Like, he's going through all this training, has no idea what it's for, and then, like, one of the generals shows up with Steve and is like, well, this is Steve Rogers. He's <laughs> Captain America, and you're going to be his partner. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Have fun. You you did real good in all of your training and all of your fights, and you did it. But, like, I reread the first issue of it to make sure that I got all that bit right and I'm really mm-hmm. sad about it because <laughs> I mean I only got through the first issue but uh there's one panel there's like one little strip in one of the later issues that it's just like and if there was one thing I knew it was how to take a punch and like <laughs> bye bye oh, no. bye I'm gone <laughs> Oh, Peace no. out. Oh. Anyway, Bucky Barnes Appreciation Hour. We're in it. Uh, <laughs> this train's not stopping, folks. We're we're not we're not stopping here. Um so I know that last week I mentioned the all winner squad. Uh yeah. as part of like the fun <laughs> facts. And Steve and Bucky were both part of the all winner squad. <laughs> and they were also <laughs> Part of the Invaders, which are basically the same team, except one was written in the 1940s and the other one was written in the late 60s. (laughs) One has a sillier name than the other. Look, in the 60s, they were just like, maybe we shouldn't call it the All-Winners Squad. (laughs) It's got, like, Captain America and Namor and the Human Torch. Okay. Let me just put this out there. Uh... Namor is not a winner. (laughs) Everyone else, fine. Even the Human Torch's sidekick, Toro? Because Toro was there. Well, that's fine. Uh, Bucky was also... He he had a team of his own. Which he formed with his friends. And they were called the Sentinels of Liberty. And it was described as a oh my God. it was described as a multiracial group of patriotic kids by an actual <laughs> published book on comics, which is wild for a reason that we'll get to in a second. But uh, oh boy, <laughs> the Sentinels of Liberty were renamed to the Young Allies, 
and they were just like super. teens in World War II, and most of them didn't have superpowers, but they were like beating up not only the fictional Red Skull, but also literal Hitler and Mussolini. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, hey, teens, we're gonna go beat up Hitler. We're gonna go beat the shit out of Hitler, which, like, good, good, great, but it's just a bunch of teens. <laughs> <laughs> teens who hate Hitler I mean fair but okay oh man but, so these are like Bucky's friends right yeah and I have no idea I can't decide if their real names or their code names are more ridiculous oh my god oh we my have, god get ready oh boy we have Percival Aloysius O'Toole Okay, uh, that's from Critical Role. You stole that from Critical Role. <laughs> and he goes by Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! And then we have Jefferson Worthing Sandervilt. No. Who goes by Jeff. Okay, that's just, that's not a code name. That's just a nickname. That's just his name! That's just your name. You can't. That can't be your superhero name. That's just a name. And then we have Henry Tinkle. No. Who goes by Tubby? Oh my God. And then, oh God. And then we have Whitewash Jones, who uh, you guessed it. He's a uh, terribly racist stereotype. Oh. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, later they had to, like, even just go and retcon and give him, like, a real-ass name. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's something. Because they're like, we can't just keep calling him Whitewash. So his yeah, name is... Yeah, because it's whack! His name is Washington Carver-Jones. And he, he keeps the nickname Wash, which, good, good, also, that's awesome. That's fine. Yeah. Great. But, Normal. Oh boy, I saw a picture of this dude from the 40s and it oh. is bad. Oh, hecky. Oh, gosh dang. Okay, yeah. well, comics, you, mm, you gotta get it together. I mean, it, it seems like they, they did him a little bit of justice. I also saw, like, a picture of him as an older gentleman. I don't know where he come, where or when he comes back, but he comes back later than the '40s, and he just looks like a dude. And his name is okay. Washington Carver Jones, and it's like, Great. all right, yeah. that's fine. Who, who, boy, you boy, you really, ooh, you really dang did it. Um, I mean, also in defense of these other, uh, these other teens who have very silly names, uh. The Howling Commandos also have some silly names, so... Yeah. I mean, Toro was also in The Young Allies. Well, good for him. Yeah, it was it was a bunch of Bucky's friends and also the Human Torch's sidekick. <laughs> he just joined up. He just... He had nothing better to do, so he decided to punch Hitler. Yeah, I mean, that is a good thing to do. Yeah, with your spare time, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Um... 
And that's mostly it for the 40s, except there's a bit in uh, 1948 where, mm -hmm. well, written in 1948, not in canon 1948. Yes. I don't think it, I don't think it's part of canon because Bucky is shot and seriously wounded. <laughs> oh, no. And he's in the hospital and Steve's new sidekick is his girlfriend of the time. And her name is Betsy Ross. Of, yeah. And her she goes by the codename Golden Girl. And I don't know why I didn't remember to say that for last week. <laughs> <laughs> Probably we had a lot of... There's just a lot of stuff for Steve. Yeah. Lots to unpack. Yeah. I, I don't think it was necessary that we, that we mentioned that for a while he had a sidekick whose name is Betsy Ross. Uh, and, like, four, like, literally four issues after Bucky get, is finally released from the hospital, this whole series ended. And I don't think that anybody ever mentions it again in comics <coughs> canon, so. <laughs> Great. Yeah. But it's just like, Bucky got shot in the 40s. <laughs> he's fine, though. He's, he's, he's good. I mean... There's a lot of other stuff that's not fine, but... Yeah, speaking of, oh, in boy. the 1960s, you know, where Steve's frozen and we finally find out what happened to Bucky, which, if you listen to our Steve Rogers episode, this is also familiar, because they share a lot of history. Who would have thought? <laughs> Incredible. In amazing. Uh, so in 1945, near the end of the war... Uh, Steve and Bucky are fighting Baron Zemo and end up hitching a ride on an experimental plane with a bomb strapped to it. And they're trying to de prevent the destruction of the plane, and Bucky either gets stuck or keeps trying to defuse the bomb or any number of small discrepancies throughout the years. But mm -hmm. base elements, bomb goes off, Steve falls into the ocean and is frozen, and Bucky isn't seen again. And this was kind of one of those retroactive canon things. It was introduced in 1964. Mm -hmm. And for about 40 years, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky was dead. And I know we mentioned it before, but there was a saying in comics. Uh, mm -hmm. Nobody stays dead except Bucky, Jason Todd, and Uncle Ben. Yep. Which, you know, colloquially was called the Bucky Clause. So, and, uh, his, Bucky's death has been used as, like, an in-universe explanation for the lack of teen sidekicks. Because, you know, DC has a lot more teen sidekicks than, uh, Marvel does. So many! But, apparently, Stan Lee, may his memory be a blessing... Uh, said in the 1970s that he hated the idea of teen sidekicks, which mm -hmm. could also explain why there weren't a lot of teen sidekicks in uh, Marvel Comics. God. Uh, but, of, of course, both Bucky and Jason come back within a year of each other. So. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so funny to me that that happens. Just, like, the same dang year. I mean, even an alternate universe version of uh, Uncle Ben came back. So, mm -hmm. like, 
the, the whole Bucky clause is just dead. Comics has it's... killed it. Nobody <laughs> stays dead in comics. Everybody comes back. It's impossible. Um, so it's 2005. Ed Brubaker is writing Captain America, and he decides to bring back Bucky, which I cannot believe that he's only been back for 13 years. <laughs> it does not feel like it's been that long. He's had a, he's had a big impact in that span of time. Yeah, I think people are just like, oh yeah, Bucky exists. I I think mm-hmm. part of it is that in the comics, Bucky was Bucky and Morning Bucky was still such a big part of Steve's character mm-hmm. that people weren't just like, oh hey yeah, here's this vague character coming back. It's no no, this is Bucky, <laughs> uh, the guy. You know, the guy. Bucky, the guy that Steve's just been talking about. He's been too, like, too lost in thought. Thoughts about Bucky. But, (laughs) anyway, Bucky survived the explosion, and he was found by a Russian submarine and revived, uh, Mm -hmm. because in a direct parallel to Steve's resurrection, he was also preserved by the cold. I don't think that's how cold works. Especially for, like, like I get with Steve, you can be all like, oh, the super soldier serum. Bucky didn't yeah. have that. Bucky was That's just fun. a dude. If you just, if you just get, this is what, uh, what they did to Walt Disney. You just get them real, real, real cold. And nothing can hurt you. They'll be fine. But, um, he ended up losing his left arm and his memories. In the blast, so the Russians gave him a metal arm and also programmed him as a covert assassin, like mm-hmm. you do. And his codename was the Winter Soldier. And I don't know mm. if they thought that they were being clever about like Russia being cold or the fact that when he's not killing people for Russia, he's cryogenically frozen. But <laughs> it's not that clever. Sounds scary though. It does sound scary, so I guess I gotta give them that. You 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 got that one, Ed Brubaker. It does sound scary. <laughs> uh but defite defite. Despite being uh frozen and brainwashed it just over and over throughout time, he manages to have a uh romantic relationship with Natasha Romanov. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Black Widow, which, in my opinion, is very good. And they get together again later on, and it's still very good. It is good, is the thing about it. Because, like, they both know what it's like to go through the brainwashing and the assassinations and dealing with ghosts and trauma, and they can just hold each other up. And once Bucky even, like, breaks a brainwashing thing on Natasha just by letting her know it was him that she was pointing a gun at. And, like, that's very good to me. Oh, it's so good. Shoot, that's good. Hecky, hecky darn. Big spy hat. He's like, Nat, it's it's me, it's James. (laughs) And she's like, oh, God. (laughs) Oh, golly. Oh, Oh, heck. Man. But... Okay, um, sorry, sorry. Uh, he, so he kills a bunch of people. 
Oh no! Including Wolverine's wife. Oh no! And almost her unborn son, Dakin. So, fun fact, <laughs> I guess. Um, and at one point, he's sent to launch a terrorist attack on Philadelphia, uh, which kills a lot more people. And he tries to retrieve the Cosmic Cube, which I don't think I said it bef- like last week. I know I mentioned it, but I don't think I ever said what it did. But it's like a mystical device that can like mm-hmm. grant wishes. Yeah. It's basically just a deus ex machina device. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but at one point it's broken and that's important later. But anyway, he kidnaps <laughs> Sharon Carter as part of this. And when she's rescued, she tells Steve that the Winter Soldier looks like Bucky. And so Steve, like, goes to ask Nick Fury, like, hey, is this Bucky? And Nick Fury is like, I mean, the Winter Soldier is a guy who exists, but, like, I don't know who he used to be. (laughs) Why are you asking me about this? Like, yeah, he's a famous assassin, but, like, why would I know exactly who he is? Because you're Nick Fury. Yeah, but he's... (laughs) There's nothing on this guy. Even I, Nick Fury, do not know. I it's it's amazing. Even mm-hmm. he, Nick Fury, does not know. <laughs> uh so Steve tracks down Bucky and he ends up using the cosmic cube to get him his memories back. Uh but like in this tracking down we get the famous panel where it's like Bucky and Bucky's like, Who the hell is Bucky? <laughs> there so, it is. There there it is. If if you were ever wondering that's where this came from. <laughs> uh, but he gets his memories back, which, like... Yay! But, okay, yay, but also, that's <laughs> a lot to happen all at once. That's all, That's true, for sure, absolutely. And Bucky's, like, understandably overwhelmed by guilt and just, like, disappears. <laughs> Oh, not yay. He's got the cosmic cube. He's just like, oh, I don't want to be here right now. And the cosmic cube's like, okay. (laughs) What'd you say? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, But he does come back and he helps Steve on a mission. And then he's like, all right, fine. Hey, S.H.I.E.L.D., can you get me a new job and a new arm? And S.H.I.E.L.D.'s like, yeah, sure. Sure, we got you. Anything for Steve's friend. Um, but then, uh, oops, the Civil War. <laughs> Oops-a-daisy. Oops, Civil War. Uh, Bucky doesn't really handle it well, because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had just come back. But God. he ended up helping <laughs> Nick Fury with a plan to, like, break Steve out of jail after he's arrested for leading the Secret Avengers and not being registered under the Superhuman Registration Act. But, mm-hmm. of course, Steve is assassinated before they can do anything. <laughs> of course. And, like, that's really that's really the part that he doesn't handle well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why. And he... He he blames Tony Stark for a lot of the stuff that happened in Civil War, especially the events that led to Steve's death, which is fair. 
Because, yeah. Tony did a lot of shit in, in Civil War. But uh, his his plan is to kill Tony in revenge. Oh, oh buddy. Which isn't oh. great. No, it's not. But I mean, he doesn't do it. <laughs> so it's fine. So we don't need to worry about it. Yeah, we, it's, it's all right. Uh, but he does do one other thing. He steals Steve's shield so that it can't be passed down to anyone. Even though, like, <gasps> Bucky, bud, of course Steve will want you to be Captain America. You yeah. don't need to steal the shield. Oh but, my like, god. He, he just got his memories back. And his best friend died. I, I'm i gonna cut him some slack on that one. That's, <laughs> that's alright. He's, he's going through a lot. Yeah, it's it's a busy time in his life. <laughs> um, But of course, like, he's he's got the shield. And then Dr. Faustus tries to brainwash him. Oh. Because of course. Yeah. And it doesn't work. But Bucky does get, like, apprehended by a shield, because he did just straight up steal steal Steve's shield from (laughs) Natasha, nonetheless. Oh my god. (laughs) And they're like, hey bud, Steve sent this letter. I can't, god, I can't remember if Nick Fury has the letter or if Tony Stark has the letter, but there's a letter... That's like, hey, the Captain America mantle should be passed down if I die. Like, if anything happens to me, pass down the Captain America mantle. I want Bucky to have it. (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. And Tony's like, hey, that's a good idea. You should be Captain America. And Bucky agrees, but only if Tony uses, like has one of the many telepaths that he knows make sure that there's nothing left in his brain that would let anybody like brainwash him anymore oh bud which like a good move and also yeah also he wants complete autonomy so like superhuman registration act who (laughs) (laughs) and tony's just like yeah that's fair but uh if anyone asks I didn't say that, and I'm not helping you, because that's illegal. <laughs> but yeah, I got you. Um, And then Bucky, like, at this point, he goes on his first mission, and he's got Sam Wilson and Sharon Carter, and, like, I think some other, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, like, one one-time S.H.I.E.L.D. agents slash... S.H.I.E.L.D. is just kind of doing backup for him Mm -hmm. to go defeat Dr. Faustus in the Red Skull. And, like, they do. Um, Yay! Yay! And (laughs) after that, he... Because he, like... They were trying to assassinate the presidential candidates or something. And so he saves them. And he everybody's like, yay, Captain America! And he's like... Yeah, I get, fine. Yeah, that's that's me. I'm I'm Captain America. Oh, because like he feels that Steve was like so good 
And Bucky is like, I am not worthy of this. Like, how can I take over the Captain America mantle? Like, when I am a bad person and Steve was a good person. And it's like, no! Oh, no. Yeah. God. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, anyway. Bucky Barnes Appreciation Hour. Bucky Barnes Appreciation Hour. Emo about Bucky Barnes Hour. Same thing. Uh, and this is when he like he makes friends with Natasha again, and it's it's very good. And he's Bucky Cap, and that's also very good. And I love that Bucky Cap is a nickname that people actually call him in canon. Which it's I'm so not. Good. I'm not sure if it's just Peter Parker, but Peter Parker definitely calls him Bucky Cap. I think there's a couple other people who do. Um, but Peter's the one who gets the panel where he's like, he's like, sw- like Bucky's talking about like guns or something, and Peter just swing swings away, and Bucky yells after him, "Stop calling me Bucky Cap!" I literally have that in my notes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I have written down, he also tries to give Spider-Man a gun and doesn't understand why he doesn't take it. I love Bucky Cap so much. But I literally had, I was literally, I had that panel. I already have it linked in the episode. It's so good. It's such a good panel. Bucky like, you should take a gun. No thanks. In fact, you should all have guns. Nah. I don't understand. And Peter's just like, well, Bucky Cap, you have wings on your head, so there's all stuff that we don't understand. (laughs) He's like, stop calling me that. Ah! It's very good. Alright. So, there's also, because it's comics, there's one point where there's time travel shenanigans. And Team Bucky from from 1941 comes to the present and ends up meeting Bucky as Captain America. Oh, yes. And, like, he doesn't tell his teen self who he is, but he tries to tell him not to get blown up. And then the thing that, because I wasn't able to double check with the actual issue that this happened in. And the article was ambiguous. So one, either he managed to tell his younger self, hey, don't get blown up. And then the younger self is like, "Mm, I probably shouldn't try to change history. So I'm going to get blown up anyway. (laughs) Or, or Bucky was like, hey, maybe you shouldn't get, actually, mm, time travel, changing history is dangerous. Maybe we just won't do that. The the thing I was reading was very ambiguous on that. I'm, um, I am so into the idea of, like, fucking being like, oh, shoot, time travel. I gotta do the opposite of what this future version of me says, so I guess I should just try really hard to get blown up. Oh no. Just like, hey, there's gonna be a bomb on a plane at some point, and just let go. And this guy's like, 
I'm gonna hold on harder. That'll show him. <laughs> Who's this future Captain America that's not Steve? I don't trust him. I should definitely get blown up. God. But that's not even, like... The part of the reason that I can't believe that Bucky has only been back for 13 years is <laughs> it just gets so buck wild. <laughs> Which, I mean, we went over part of it in the Steve episode, so I'm not going to go, like, too far into some of these things. Um, But, like, uh, the... Captain America Reborn storyline where Steve <sighs> is revealed to not be dead after Civil War, but actually just be like a consciousness living out his past over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Bucky and Natasha try to steal a device from Norman Osborn to bring Steve <laughs> back, but they're captured. And, oh no! And Natasha is sent to Sharon as part of an ultimatum that if Sharon doesn't turn herself in, then they'll kill Bucky. But Bucky ends up getting freed by, like, the third Ant-Man, who I don't know <laughs> anything about. <laughs> <laughs> and also Sam Wilson, who I know a little bit more about. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it's like... In... At this part in the Wikipedia, it... It's just, like, saved by Ant-Man. And I'm like, okay, but which Ant-Man are they talking about? And I had to click through the hyperlink. <laughs> and I'm just like, I have no idea who this dude is, but apparently he's the third Ant-Man. <laughs> it's just got, they're just coming up with new Ant-Man all the time now, I guess. There's just so many Ant-Men. But, um, so Bucky's free. And then he and some of the Avengers go to save Sharon. And meanwhile, Red Skull's definitely in Steve's body, and Steve is trying to kill him in his brain. And it's just so much. Oh, God. Yeah, like you do. Yeah, so, like, everybody's fighting the Red Skull, and Steve's consciousness is winning out over the Red Skull consciousness. So the Red Skull consciousness goes back into his robot body, and Sharon shoots him. Which makes him get giant size. I have no idea what the fuck kind of bullets Sharon Carter has in her gun. But, like, one <laughs> of them can make your consciousness bounce around time. And the other one can make you big. <laughs> and, Olivia. Yeah! <laughs> this is all just in a six-issue arc. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh. But, yeah, so... Now there's... Steve's back, and Bucky is yeah. still Captain America. And, like, they're... Sometimes they both show up as Captains America. <laughs> at the same time. And they do this a couple of times. And then, uh, later in Siege, when Norman Osborn tries to invade Asgard, Bucky's yeah. like, Steve... Take the shield. I've got this big gun. Just take the shield. <laughs> I got this big gun. Spider-Man doesn't want to use it. <laughs> so, like, just take your shield. I can't have this big two-handed gun and the shield. <laughs> uh, so they fight side by side. 
in their respective Captain America uniforms. Except Bucky has a big old gun. <laughs> and That's how you tell them apart. That's how you tell them apart. Also, Bucky wears black pants. Um, did I ever tell you that uh, Bucky Cap is on my cosplay list of things to do eventually? No, but that's excellent. Right? Uh, but a- anyway, after after Siege, uh, Steve is like, all right, I'm done. Bucky, take the shield back. I'm putting my Captain America uniform away. You're the Captain America. Good luck. Have fun. I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh, but. A bit after this, the government's like, wait, maybe we should have a trial for all the murders that this guy did? And <laughs> and the American court's like, well, I mean, he was brainwashed, and he's mostly better now, so it should be okay. <laughs> it should be fine. It should be fine. But Russia's like, uh, excuse me, I know we had him kill all these people, but once he went rogue and killed two civilians... Who were definitely not part of our secret Red Room brainwashing program. Don't worry about it. We are taking him. And so Sharon and Natasha find out that the two civilians killed were part of the Red Room brainwashing thing. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, of course. And Natasha goes and saves him. So, like, it's okay. They They come back to the U.S. And then they're like, well... Maybe he shouldn't be Captain America, because the murders are a lot. (laughs) There were murders, is the thing. There were a lot of murders. So for a while, he's not Captain America, and he's not really doing much. Um, But he comes back as Captain America one last time to help fight Thor's uncle. And we talked a bit more about this in the Steve Rogers episode. But this is where he's killed but not actually killed. Uh, <laughs> yes. Because, again, he gets injected with the Infinity Formula. Which I still have no idea what that is. But Nick Fury's got it. And Bucky's got it. And they're fine. <laughs> they're just fine. They're okay. Um... So he goes back to the Winter Soldier persona, and at this point, only Steve, Natasha, and Nick Fury know that he's not dead. And he starts to, like, look for the, like, Russian agents that he trained when he was still under their control. (laughs) And so, like, he and Natasha are like, all right, we're two spies looking for other (laughs) spies. <laughs> Two spies hitting the road. It it's good actually, is the thing. <laughs> Turns out. Yeah, so they do that for a bit. And I know we mentioned Uatu the Watcher before, and I cannot remember which episode it's in. Um but the original Sin arc where Uatu is murdered. Bucky's there. <laughs> he's in it he's in it he's part of the investigation and <laughs> they find out that like Nick Fury has been defending Earth from aliens using dubious methods 
and also oh, ended up killing yeah. Uatu for whatever reason. But, like, I never read Original Sin, and I do not pretend to understand anything that happens in the aftermath, except that, like, Bucky's in space for a bit, I think. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta just go to space. Sometimes you just gotta go to space and, like, absolutely destroy Nick Fury's life model decoy while yelling something about no more secrets. Uh, anyway, uh... Oh my god. Like, I kind of feel bad for not keeping up with the more recent comics, because... I got to a point in Bucky's timeline where I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> That's a big comics mood in general, for sure. Yeah. But, um, so I'm pretty sure that this is, we've gotten into the uh, Hydra Steve 2016 era. <laughs> uh, that situation you know that that bit um so there's this little girl uh kobik who is a manifestation of cosmic cube energy i love it i mean she's she's just she's a manifestation of cosmic cube energy and she appears as a four-year-old girl so nothing can go wrong there <laughs> jesus christ but uh, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s using her to do, like, some bad shit. Wow. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, right? And I mentioned her a bit in the Steve episode. She was the one who, like, did some shit, I think, mm -hmm. about... <laughs> Let me pull up my Steve, at... my Steve notes, because they're sitting right here because I don't clean up ever. Um... <laughs> Perfect. Okay, I did not take good notes about this part. <laughs> I think when I was doing the Steve episode, I was just like, who the fuck is Kobik? Yeah. I what mean, is also, this? What is this, this about whole... memories? and? <laughs> this whole storyline is, like, bad, so... Yeah, but, um... So, Kobik and Bucky are, like, kind of friends. And hmm. she offers to help him do good, and Bucky knows what it feels like to be used by government agencies and feels, like, kind of protective of her because, like, you Aww. know, four-year-old girl. Right. Um, but the main takeaway here is that Steve was replaced with a version that was always Hydra because Kobik was manipulated to believe that Hydra was good, so when something happened to Steve, she changed his memories to be Hydra, and it's Buckwild. And then eventually <laughs> Kobik is like, oh wait, maybe I was wrong. Because <laughs> she's four! <laughs> you know. You know, a four-year-old girl's being manipulated by government agencies and Hydra, and it sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's, like, some time travel shenanigans in there where Bucky's sent it back in time where Baron Zemo, like, ties him to the rocket slash plane because they might have retconned it to a rocket instead of a plane at some point in an attempt to, like, actually kill him this time. <laughs> Which, that's a wild way to kill somebody. Sending uh, them back in time and tying them to a rocket. 
but he gets away and hides out in Atlantis with Namor. Uh, and then he returns finally after, like, some of the heat has died down and, like, a bunch of the heroes have figured out at least a little bit of what's going on and rallying against Hydra. And he helps, Bucky helps to invade Hydra and fights the alternate version of Steve. And they kind of, like, get a jump, because Steve at this point is wearing, like, a knockoff Iron Man armor that's made out of, like, it's got, like, 90% of the cosmic cube fragments in it. <laughs> and Bucky and... I don't know which Ant-Man this is. Probably the third one that helped him out of that thing earlier. It, he, like, he and Ant-Man are like, hey... We've got the final piece of the Cosmic Cube, and we're gonna surrender it to you. But whoops, we actually shrunk into the Cosmic Cube, and we found Steve and Kobik, and we got them out, and they're safe. And now, <laughs> now Steve can physically manifest and defeat his Hydra counterpart, and it works, and it's good, and they're defeated. And it's just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, and somewhere in there, Hydra Steve murders Natasha. Oops. Oops. But Oops. Oops. But also, that leads us to the next thing, which is Bucky and Clint Barton team up in Tales of Suspense number 100 because it appears as if someone who may be Natasha is killing her old enemies. Ah, uh, yes. And I read the whole thing, and it's very good, and I suggest reading it. It's only a five-issue series, and I'm pretty sure at this point a trade is out if you want to do that. Um... And, like, even if you have no idea what happens in comics continuity up until this point, you don't gotta. <laughs> Just gotta enjoy these boys. Just enjoy the... Because, like, fine, at one point, Clint's like, hey, don't look suspicious, but, uh, like, there's something at our three o'clock. And Bucky, like, whips his head around with this look on his face. <laughs> And Clint's like, what the fuck? I said don't look suspicious. And he's like, I thought you were trying to say that somebody was gonna, like, shoot us or something. It's very good. They're incredible. Please read Tales of Suspense number 100 through, like, I think it's 104. Oh, it's so good. Um, I do have one more thing that I want to say about Bucky before we wrap this up. Yes. Which, uh, in the Ultimate Marvel Universe, um, there's a version of Bucky who I think was introduced in, like, 2002? I think the Ultimates version of Captain America was released. And in this version, Bucky is Steve's childhood friend. And he was also a war photographer who would go with Steve during his Captain America missions in World War II. <laughs> Which may sound a little bit familiar if you've seen the MCU, at least the childhood friend bit, because I think they squished that origin story with the canon origin story, because <laughs> they're like, we can't have a 16-year-old boy <laughs> murdered on a train. 
<laughs> we cannot do this. We cannot do this. But, like, it got us Sebastian Stan as Bucky, so, like, good job overall. <laughs> Great choice. Great, Great choice made. Great choice. Here's Sebastian Stan, looking sad. You're welcome. Uh, it, we We should probably stop before I start going on about MCU versus canon and uh did did you read comics this week? Um yes. Um do we wanna we should say um I mean we mentioned it earlier um but uh Stan Lee passed away today while we're recording this. Not while we were recording this, a few hours before we recorded this. I mean, I um, did get the notification on my phone while I was writing that sentence about how he hated teen sidekicks. So yeah, um, yeah. Which is, I don't want to, I don't want to end on that note because it's sad. Yeah. Um, but he did, you know. Uh, he, he had a, he had a very long life and a very prolific career, um, and he contributed a lot to a, a lot of the things that we've talked about on this podcast and that we love, um, and there's definitely gonna be a lot of think pieces in the next couple days that I'm not looking forward to, um. Ooh, boy. But, uh... But he's, he's, he was a, he, whatever, whatever your feelings are on him as a person, he was very, very, very crucial to comics as we, as we know them today. Um, but, um, that sad thing being said, uh, Stanley, rest in peace. Thank you for all of your good work. Um, we will continue in your honor to read a lot of comic books and, talk about them um uh some things that i read this week are um uh there's a new heroes in crisis i read that came out last week but i didn't get a copy when it came out um so i read that this week and still it's the the other death that people were saying were gonna was gonna happen did happen and i was expecting it and it's still a bummer and i'm Still, mm, it still just makes me feel bad so far. hasn't <laughs> hasn't really given me a lot of good feelings. Um, which death? I can cut this part out, but which death? Oh, uh, Ivy. Oh. Yeah, it's it's and Harley's like real sad about it, and she has a real sad scene, and she throws a rose off a bridge, and it made me cry. Um, it's bury your gaze in this, the year of our Lord, twenty eighteen. The year 2018, Thomas King, come to my home. Let me explain to you my passions. Um, a very good thing, a very good and powerful and gay thing, um, is there is a new, uh, Wicked and the Divine, uh, one shot that was, that's just a, like, a bunch of, like, mini, like, two to five page comics by, like, some different writers and artists that are just, like, like, goofy, non-canon, like, silly stories. Um, one, one of them is, like, like, done in the style of, like, 
like BuzzFeed like comic articles, but it's like, oh, like ten ways to tell if you're dating Sockmet. Um, oh my god. And like stuff like that is just very, very silly, which is amazing because uh, Wicked and Divine is a very not silly series. Um, and I'm looking at the cover right now. Um, it's this amazing cover of like Laura angrily staring at her phone and like a bunch of gods like yelling behind her. It's a choice. Um, but, um, but that was good. That was good, and you should pick- It probably- it's- it's really only relevant if you're familiar with Wicked and Divine, um, but if you haven't read Wicked and Divine, now is a great opportunity because, uh, it's amazing. So you should read it, and then you can read this fun one-shot, and you'll get all the jokes. <laughs> um, have you read anything? I have not, but I- do want to say, um, I forgot to mention it last week because I was just so excited about our new, uh, icon, um, but I did guest on a podcast. Oh, yeah, um, that's right! So, I am on three episodes of a podcast called Side Character Quest, where it follows, it's got the DM, and one player who plays a side character. I played a um, half-orc uh, cleric named Deirdre. And I'm in love already. <laughs> she has to go on a, basically just a um, escort mission. And each, uh, each, it follows a side character for like three to I think, I can't remember how long the longest arc is so far, but it goes from character to character and builds up the story of the world through just side characters. And it's very good, and I recommend you listen to it. It's called Side Character Quest. Um, I think their Twitter is SCQ Podcast, um, but Ty the DM is very good. He's he's great. Very fun. Uh, I, as we're recording this, the second episode of my arc just came out today, so you can at least uh, listen to the first two of me. You don't have to listen to the whole podcast just to uh, listen to mine if you wanted to do that. They can be listened as individual stories. God, that's so neat. That's such a neat idea. Right? I love it. I gotta listen to it because I haven't yet. It's fun. It's very fun. Afterwards, he leaves in some bloopers, and I have it on good authority that at the end of the second episode, in the bloopers, there's just five minutes of us talking about rocks. Hell yeah! <laughs> so, like, that's, that's me. <laughs> that's how you know it's Elyon. <laughs> Did they start talking about rocks? <laughs> oh boy um oh also another thing i did this past week is i finished season three of daredevil and uh i'm still trying to unpack a lot of my takes about it so if you watch daredevil hit me up i want to talk about it i saw your tweets about how it's like i read the dark knight 
returns. I don't need this Frank Miller bullshit. I, I don't want to watch a Frank Miller protagonist. Please. Please, Daredevil. Um, <sighs> yes. Uh... I think that's I think that's everything. I think that's all we wanted to talk about today. Um I don't thank you. Thank you for joining us on Capes and Japes for another one of our many adventures. Um if you want to find us online anywhere, you can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram, uh our Facebook group on Pinterest, any combination of the above, all of those are under uh Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to uh, capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, if you wanted to leave us a rating and or review, that's so super totally rad of you. Um, you can listen to us on, you know, iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and Spotify, right? Correct. We're on Spotify. Okay, we're on Spotify, folks. I'm a, I am a professional podcaster, and I know how this works. Um, if you want to leave us a tip in our tip jar, that's, like, wildly generous of you, and we appreciate it. Um, we've got a Discord server that you can join up to chat with us, because um, we're, always, we're always around. <laughs> One of us is always online at some point. Um, there's only and... a few hours where we are both asleep. <laughs> um, and to be fair, you could probably say something about Nightwing and I would just be like jolted awake like I was summoned. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us, for listening, for being with us. Um, thank you for voting. If you live in America and you voted last week, that's Captain America and Bucky would both be proud of you. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. <laughs>